A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. Again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat there, while the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He began to teach them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, Let anyone with ears to hear, listen. This passage from the Gospel of Mark that we've read this morning is one of my favorites, the parable of the sower and the seeds. What I love about this parable, and all parables in general, is the way in which Jesus uses common items, like seeds and soil, to teach us huge and important things, like about the kingdom of God. What I also like about this parable is the way in which this simple story is, in fact, very complex. Three different preachers will approach the same text and come up with three different sermons. One might start with the character of the sower. Who is he, and what can we learn from him? Another preacher might start with the seeds. What are they, and how can we learn from them? A third preacher, this preacher, might start with the soil and ask questions like this. What is the church's role in preparing the soil? And what kind of soil are you? Before I proceed any further, however, I have a confession to make. I am not a farmer. I've never planted a field of corn or harvested a field of wheat. My profession is a pastor and a teacher. The tools I use are books and a computer, not a hoe or a panga. The same is true for many Americans. Last Sunday, a group from Como Park Lutheran Church in St. Paul, Minnesota, was visiting visiting their companions in Itungi. After the worship service, several of the women gathered around one of the women from Minnesota. She was an accountant. The women stretched out her arm and felt the palm of her hand. Your skin is so smooth, they said. You must not know how to farm, they joked. Now, I wonder how many of you here in Kihesa know how to farm. How many of you grow your own corn or bean or vegetables in your yard or on your own shamba? I suspect that many of you are experts and can teach me what you know, not only about farming, but about the meaning of this parable. Someday, I would like for you to teach me. This morning, however, I'm here to share with you what I know. The first thing I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that seeds require good soil to grow strong, seeds for plants and seeds of faith. Preparing good soil A place for seeds to take root and to grow is extremely important. It's an important part of the work of a farmer, and it's an important part of the work of the church. If we want seeds of faith and the word of God to take root and grow in the communities around us, then our task is to make sure that the soil around us is in good and healthy 
and fertile condition. We need to make sure that the people around us, in our homes and in our communities, have hearts that are open and ready to receive the seeds of faith, the gifts of God, that God, the sower, is spreading around us. We need to prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. This is a line that we've heard earlier in the Gospel of Mark. In chapter 1, we hear of John the Baptist. There is announcing, there, he is announcing the coming of the kingdom of God and preparing the way for the arrival of Jesus. Prepare the way of the Lord. This is a line that goes all the way back to the prophet Isaiah. There he writes, A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Prepare the way of the Lord. This, friends, is a line that speaks to us today and describes the work that we are to do together as followers of Jesus Christ. Preparing the way, tilling the earth, making good soil in the lives of those around us. This is the work of pastors and teachers and accountants and farmers. The world that we live in is a busy place. All the time there are people rushing from here to there. Their hearts and minds are full of projects and schemes to make money and their lives. We need to prepare the way to seek good soil. With violence and death and disease and suffering, there are many in our lives, in our communities, and in our homes whose hearts and minds have hardened and turned to stone. In those places, too, we need to prepare the way to seek good soil. And then there are the outcasts. Having been forgotten and lied to or ignored and pushed aside, they lose hope. Feeling like they have been burned by individuals and society, their hearts and their minds are scorched. Among them, we need to prepare the way to seek good soil. And when we confront the powerful, comfort the afflicted, and bring hope to the hopeless, we do as the prophet Isaiah said. When we make the rough places smooth and the crooked places straight, we prepare the way. We prepare good soil for the word of God and the promise of God's love to take root and to grow. So now, my question for you is this. What kind of soil are you? Because you are in church, or you call yourself a Christian, do you think you are good soil? Or are you aware of your own brokenness and your failings? Do you think of yourself as dusty, rocky, or dry soil? What do you think about others? As for me, I think of most people as being mixed, myself included. While I want to be perfectly good soil, in truth, I know that I'm actually mixed, neither entirely one or the other. According to our Lutheran tradition, this mixed way of life is described in a Latin phrase. It says, simul justus et peccator, and it means that we are both saint and sinner. Nobody is perfect. We are all in need of God's grace and God's forgiveness. A danger of simple parables, like this one of the sower and the seeds, is that we might use it to affirm our own understanding of this world, rather than to see it how God might see it. In this case, there might be an easy temptation to divide the earth and its people into good soil and bad soil. And the truth is far more complicated. And from the graceful perspective of God, there may be far more fertile soil out there than you 
or I can imagine. This is a lesson that I learned the other day as I traveled with Pastor Msigwa and my colleagues to Lutengilo Secondary School, high in the mountains south of Iringa. We went there to visit nearly 90 students who received scholarships there through this Bega-Quabega partnership. On our way to Lutengilo, we first went through the valleys near Ipagolo and made our way up to Kilolo. At first, the terrain was quite flat, and there were many shambas and plots of land that were being farmed. This looked like rocky, but good soil. As we kept on going higher into the mountains, however, the hills became steeper, and the terrain seemed to fall away from the side of the road. There were large trees and tall grasses. There's no way someone could farm here, I thought. With such steep terrain, this, this is bad soil. Imagine my surprise then, when we kept on going higher and higher, and corn was being grown on incredibly steep mountainsides. I was shocked. I was amazed. My eyes could not see and my brain could not imagine that that was possible. Even on the sides of mountains, faithful and hard-working farmers have found good soil. Now, I wonder if the same might be true when we try and apply this parable to our lives. I wonder if our limited human sight might prevent us from seeing the good soil and opportunities for growth in those who are around us. Just as I looked at those mountainsides and said, there's no way anything can grow there, I wonder if we do the same with others. Do we think, that drunk or that lazy person? God could never do anything with them. God's love could never grow in their bad heart. I wonder if we do the same with ourselves sometimes, thinking that God's word and God's love could never take root in our own lives. My friends, the good news for us this morning is that God sees good soil and the opportunity for growth all around us. In the same way that farmers saw the possibility to grow crops on the steep slopes of mountains, so too God sees the opportunity to turn the burned and hardened places in our lives and our communities into soil that is good and fertile and fruitful. Now, as you leave here today, I encourage you to see the world around you as God's field. Join with one another in preparing the way of the Lord, smoothing over the rough places and making the crooked way straight. At the same time, walk carefully and with humility, knowing that the grace of God can make even the poorest soil healthy and blessed. For this good news, we can all give thanks. Amen.